You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 121, the pros and cons of mold certification. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about the pros and cons of mold certification. Yeah, it seems odd that we would say cons of certifications, but there are some cons to it. So So, so maybe we'll start out a little further back because for most people, they think if someone is certified, the certification in and of itself means they're qualified. In your industry, what does mold certification mean exactly? Well, so different states have obviously different regulations. Here in Wyoming, they don't even regulate mold inspectors, home inspectors, which, of course, since I'm certified and all that stuff, I think that everybody should be certified. Um, Those that aren't probably would disagree, but that would be up to the states to decide. And typically, and I say typically because it just varies everywhere, if you're a member of an association that association requires your certifications and it's through their certified, you know more about online education than I really do, but through their certified platforms or whatever. And it's depending on which foundation it is. It's typically, I think, I can't even remember. It's been so long. I got certified home inspections in 2004 or five. It's a long time ago. But anyways, it took me, I don't know, probably a month and a half to go through all the curriculum. And back then it wasn't just strictly online because, you know, 2004. For some of our listeners, that was, they were probably like 10, 15 years old. So, <laughs> but anyhow, um, so yeah, that's how it's, it's decided. So it, I probably didn't really answer your question, but it, it's really up to the, to the states and whatever association you're a member of. 
So for, for those who do mold mitigation, do some states require those mold remediation companies or those mold mitigation companies to be licensed, which is different than certification? Yes. So there are some states that require you, if you're going to do any sort of mold remediation, you should be licensed. Right. And and those states where you have to be licensed, they require a certification. Ah, okay. So just because you have a certification then doesn't mean you're licensed. Correct. Like, like, so for me, I'm actually, I'm not licensed in Wyoming. Because Wyoming doesn't require it. We don't require it. Okay. Now, and our listeners are going to be like, wow, that's crazy. Well, where we live, you don't even have to be a licensed contractor. Now I am a licensed contractor in different cities throughout Wyoming because, you know, our listeners, if they know anything about contractor licensing, like in Utah, you have to get your B100. The entire state, if you have your B100, you can do contracting throughout the entire state. Whereas in Wyoming, some cities don't even require it. Okay. So if you're required to be licensed, then obviously you have to be certified you have to show proof of that, plus you have to be insured. So for our listeners, just an FYI, I'm certified, I'm insured. I have everything, if I if we live, let's say, in Colorado, because Utah doesn't regulate it either, but Colorado does, South Dakota does, I believe Idaho does, Montana doesn't. But let's just say we're in Colorado, I meet all the requirements. So I meet the same requirements that you'd have in Florida and everywhere else. I'm insured, I'm certified, it's just a matter of paperwork. So then would you suggest that that listeners who live in, in a different state, because obviously you know what's going on in Wyoming, because we live in Wyoming, would you suggest that they first check with the state to see if mold specialists have to be licensed? Yes. And it, it's each state has different um, names for it. Like Utah, it's called Doppel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you would you would go through whoever the, the licensing agency is. You would you'd call them up and say, okay. CNC Contractor Services, Steve Worsley, is he certified? Is he insured? Usually you can just look it up. You don't call. And they have all that information. And yes, it's important. I mean, even if you're in a state like Wyoming or Utah where they don't regulate us, you need to make sure that they're certified and they're insured. Because the insurance parts, that's a big deal. I mean, if I... If I'm doing a mold inspection and you have some grand piano that came through, you know, your family and it's from your great grandmother and my ladder falls on it, that's what what the insurance would cover. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So at the end of the day, for those people who are listening, they should always check to see if they're the mold specialist who do work in their state need to be licensed. So they have to go right. to the licensing body. Yep. And then once they figure out if yes, they do need to be licensed, they need to make sure that those people are both licensed and certified. Right. If you're licensed, you're, you should be certified you're, if you're required to be licensed. Exactly. Okay. For, for the most part, if, if you're licensed in the state of Colorado, Florida, Georgia, then you've wherever, got all the certifications. Exactly. You have the certifications and you have the insurance cause you have to provide that Okay. to the state. And it's the same thing here, you know, with my contractor licenses in like Riverton, Rock Springs, Green River, every year I have to provide that documentation to, to prove that, well, for a contractor, it's just, you have to have had so many years experience. There's the initial paperwork that you fill out, but every year you have to, when you renew your license, you have to provide a copy of your insurance. Okay. That makes sense. So 
then why in a state like Wyoming where there isn't licensing requirements for mold mitigation specialists, what made you decide to get your certifications? Well, I guess for me, and it, that's an interesting question because I, I was a general contractor in Utah. And so when I got, I thought getting certified was going to be a piece of cake. But when you get certified as a, as a home inspector, it's just totally different. Like as a contractor, you don't look at things the way, you know, you build things to code. You have code inspectors that come check at different phases throughout the process. And then you kind of just, you know, you, you sell the home and you move on. Whereas a home inspector, you're more, we're not there for code inspections. We're there to protect the buyers, make sure we don't have mold issues, structural issues, electrical, plumbing, whatever. And so when I got certified, it was kind of interesting because I, I learned a lot of things I didn't really know as a contractor. Not that I didn't know, but what, what you're supposed to be um, looking for when you do the inspections or mitigation but I went and did it because I wanted to meet, you know, I wanted to be the top of the class as far as, you know, inspectors, mitigation companies. And and most, I mean, here in Wyoming, pretty much, I, I don't know of any inspectors or mitigation people that aren't certified. So I did it just so I could show to my clients, hey, I have these certifications and I'm insured. Okay, so so then obviously there is the the idea of being a general contractor, which in most states requires a general contractor's license. Then you got certified as a home inspector, so that's a whole other different right. ball game. Yep. But then you also did certification for mold. So how was that different than the home inspector certificate? Because lots of home inspectors think that they can be mold specialists. <laughs> yeah, I just dealt with something a few weeks ago that uh, was quite interesting that a home inspector did. And uh, <laughs> what he did was, you could tell he's not qualified. Um, he did a Petri dish sample, and, and there was a, a mold concern. He did a Petri dish. for So for our listeners, we talked about viable and non-viable testing. That's a viable test. Well, anyhow, mold started growing on that Petri dish three or four days later. He takes pictures of it and says, yeah, there's a mold problem. And so for you and our listeners probably already know, mold's naturally present everywhere. So what he did wasn't even, wouldn't pass the muster test for, for somebody that's experienced. So with the certification for mold, I mean, you're just, you're taught different things, how to recognize mold. A lot of it, you know, a lot of my, my knowledge is really came or come from experience. You know, it, getting the certification doesn't mean you're qualified. And, and that's why when we first started, we talked about the cons. I mean, there are people out there that go out there, and I'm not knocking anybody's profession, but th there's people that, you know, could have worked for the post office for 30 years, retired, went and got certified as a home inspector, and but they have no clue what they're doing. So that certification doesn't mean you're qualified. Um, you know, qualifications, obviously, is your experience and the kind of job you do. And so that is the cons of of a certification, too. Or licensing. Well, and, and what did you find? Because you, you have had experiences as a general contractor, as a home inspector. When you went to do the certifications for mold, what did you find was different in that education for you than you'd experience in either of the, the other two? It's more of uh, the investigative side of it, you know, and it, they don't really teach. It's, it's somewhat vague. And that's why, to me, if you have a certification, that doesn't mean you're qualified. But you are taught how to recognize mold concerns where they're typically going to be. And I, not that I know it all or knew it all, but I, I knew 
from doing inspections and being a contractor, it was the the molts. The mold certification was easy. My toughest certification actually was radon testing. Really? Yeah, a lot of physics and wow. stuff that I'm I'm not I'm not book smart like you are. So it, it was that that was actually the toughest one I got certified in was was radon testing. So so it's so it's interesting that you say that the mold certification gave you a baseline understanding, kind of a foundation. But then, how did you build your skills to the expertise level that they're at right now? From experience and you pushing me to write books and do courses. I mean, I I always was, even as a, as a um, home inspector, I was always, you know, I got certified in home inspections, then I got certified in radon, then I got certified as a mold inspector, then I got certified as a mold mitigation contractor. And, you know, there's different certifications. You can get just a, a mitigation tech certification. There's all sorts of different things in it. It all depends on what um, what association you're a member of, but it was I can literally say you know my, our clients know this. I dive way deeper than most mold companies do. We we have such a different um, I'm not sure how to explain it, but like approach and business plan than most mold companies do. They a mold inspector typically is just a home inspector, then they get certified in mold. And that's what they stick with. They'll do mold testing, but then they don't do mitigation. Whereas, you know, I've kind of went through all of it. And now I focus on the education side and, you know, why we're going to have a a, a podcast here coming up about water stains. But why is that water stain there? Is it of concern? Is it coming from the roof? Whereas, you know, people with with no experience just say, yeah, there's a water stain up there and it's probably the roof leaking. Well, it could be a lot of things. That's true. And so so then you would say that a lot of the, the certifications, they don't, they don't necessarily tell our listeners that that person is really going to be able to get rid of their mold. Right. Okay. And I, you're very highly educated. And we talk about this all the time. Just because you have a degree or whatever, just it, that doesn't mean that you're qualified. Yeah. I mean, it's what, how do you word it? You're just... You follow directions and you complete them exactly. as instructed. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying to our listeners, if you have a degree, you're not qualified, but it's the same principle. I mean, just, just because you, you know, have a degree in something and you've done it for 30 years doesn't mean that you, you're qualified. There's a lot of people that have done things for 30 years. That they're still clueless. So would you suggest then that people look for certifications in mold if they're trying to find somebody local to them? Absolutely. Okay. But the best thing you can do, really, is, is is pick up the phone and call them. Ask them questions. You know, like, how much is your inspection? What kind of tools do you use? Do you have infrared cameras? Do you have moisture meters? Do you have whatever for equipment? And then, at, you know, ask them tough questions. Is there a pass or fail? And we, I know we've done podcasts about it, but is there a pass or fail to, to mold air testing? If they say, yeah, then... You know, they don't know their stuff. They don't really know what they're talking about. Exactly. So that's the, that's the, the, in my opinion, that's the best way to know what you're getting. It, someone that's done it for 30 years or someone that's been a contractor or whatever, that doesn't make them qualified. So the easiest thing you can do, ask questions or talk to somebody that's worked with them, meaning hired them. Yes, yeah, so a referral. So what I hear you saying is that, yes, people do want to be sure that anybody they hire locally has those certifications, but you've got to go way beyond that. 
right. to make sure they actually know what they're right. doing. And the cons, and that's what I mean, is, is the cons, you know, don't, don't just think because, you know, and a lot of people, we do this with doctors, don't think just because they're licensed, they're certified, they're insured, that they're qualified. You know, you've, you've got to make sure that you know you're getting the right person. Because once again, and it's the same thing. My certifications, I can compare to, you know, all the degrees you have. I, I just went through the steps. It doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. Exactly. And so then are, are people looking, I mean, like, do you find that you're, you're a member of certain associations related to mold and that's important? Yes. So it's... You know, I used to when I was in, uh, doing home inspections. I was a I was a member of HIF Housing Inspection Foundation with Radon NRPP National Radon Proficiency Program. You pay your dues every year. Um, it's similar to a doctor that's an orthopedic or whatever. They're usually a member of an association. And the, and the reason the reason that's important is, and once again, just because I'm a member doesn't mean I adhere to their standards, but they have standards that you have to adhere to and they have inspection standards. So, you know, you have to follow their standards and it doesn't mean because you, you're a member that you do, but it tells people, Hey, this guy at least pays his dues every year just to, to maintain his membership with whatever association. And now do, if, if, if you have somebody that's not a member of something, that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you don't have to have that, is what I'm saying. At the end of the day, the most important thing is to pick up the phone and call them. Absolutely. You'll get all the information you need if you get them on the phone. And seeing and getting some referrals, or references, excuse me, not referrals, references. Yes. Of who they've worked with. Exactly. So then what is your call to action for people when they're thinking about licensed, certified, members of associations, calling their references? What's your call to action for people? Uh, you pretty much just said it. You know, if you're going to hire somebody, reach out and make sure. Two important things, certified and insured. Okay. If they have to be licensed, make sure they are licensed. You will you can verify that through the state. But I've said it numerous times, pick up the phone and call them. That, that That's the best way. If someone calls me and I can't answer their questions, then they know they don't, they're not sure if they want to go with me. And you can tell on the phone. Well, and one of the things that that you haven't said, we probably should do a whole episode on this, is we've heard enough people talk about their experiences with mold uh, mitigation contractors. And what I've heard over and over again is how long those people took to do the job. Right. So references become super important because you want to ask their past clients, how long did it actually take them to complete that job? Yeah, when it comes to the mitigation side, like you said, I... I hear all the time, yeah, it took them like six weeks and I'm just floored. You know, yeah. we've we've had properties where we literally have gutted the entire home, just a single level home, let's say 1,500 square feet, and we're in and out of there within a week or two. Exactly. I mean, there's obviously a process that we have to follow, but if it's taken them six weeks, that's problematic. That's problematic. And once again, if you call them, if... if you leave them a message. If they don't respond for four or five days, I mean, you need to know what kind of contractor you're getting or mold specialist because if you don't return a call for four or five days, that's to me a red flag. So Absolutely. So qualification, not just in paper certification, but qualification in terms of how they've dealt with past clients and how they deal with you when you call or email them. Exactly. Awesome. All of that. And at the end of the day, 
if you have any questions about whether or not the person you're going to choose locally is iffy, they can always do a VPA with you. Yep. Yeah. We're, you know, we talk about it quite often and we're, we're at a point where I'm, I'm, I offer a lot more than what I used to. And, and, you know, it's a VPA will give our clients and our listeners, it'll give you a good idea what the next step's going to be. Do you need to get a mitigation contractor in there for mold or should we move on with air testing? And, you know, there are tests out there now. There's only one that I'm aware of, but you can do your own air testing the same way I would do it. So, you know, the VPA is really for the price. You can't beat it. I mean, you're, we're going to know when we're done with that what we need to do next. Absolutely. So that is a virtual property assessment. And you can find out more about that at cnccontractorservices.com. Any final points for people? Uh, just make sure, like I said, pick... The biggest thing is pick up your phone and call whoever you're going to deal with. Yeah, feel them out. Yep. There you go. You heard it from the expert. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.